0: To the parental advisory movie podcast, I'm your host Jeff Hall. With me, as always, is my partner in crime, Patrick Terry. Hey, Patrick, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah, just winding down, <laughs> <laughs> or in this case, Rita in down <laughs> tonight as we record our fifty-fourth episode. Right, fifty-four. So. How you been? What's
1: your name? Pretty good. Um, you know, of course, normal work week, but today, got out the house for a little bit, and as I was saying before, washed my car, then five minutes later, driving down the road, starts raining, and typical Nashville weather was rain, a couple minutes stop, then sunshine, then ran to another spot of rain, and then more sunshine, so, Yeah. <laughs> But um, then I met up with a friend, and we had got Mexican for lunch, and I uh, had a mango margarita. Hey, look at you. Along with that. Yeah. And uh, it was cool. Awesome, man. Yeah. Cool.
0: I, yeah, did some cleaning. I mean, that's the new. Yeah. Did some dishes, did some laundry, did some cleaning out. We're still working on the playroom, trying to get it more organized, more decluttered, and basically. Yeah. Crap reproportioned into certain rooms or just preferably thrown away. <laughs> but yeah, and then dining room cleaned. Yeah, and just Queen Still played Fortnite with your work some. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing too wild and crazy for us today. Uh, we uh, also this week um, working on scheduling another guest um to join us for an episode um so you know we're in the process that we always got the yes <laughs> we're just right. working on just working on the win right so um i'm going to be very excited um there's a specific movie um that I'm, i kind of want her to talk about the old guard with us because it's comic book released related and she no, has a good knowledge of comic books but i think it's more marvel knowledge but nonetheless i think she'll still be able to help break stuff down yeah. um but yeah so that's awesome i can't wait for that um other than that yeah i mean like you just normal you know work week per se yeah um, and everything uh gearing up believe it or not for school to start i mean for for us uh, it's or for york i guess i should say um it'll just be most, it'll be starting out online. Right. Um, and so we actually got him a Chromebook. And Walmart had a probably 179 or something. So for what he's going to use it for, we thought it was perfect for him. So, yeah. Um, so we got that going for him. And then um, Grayson, we decided to keep her at her preschool because they have a private kindergarten that, you know, we trust them and know if something where to happen, it will be, they, they, Already got plans in place and everything. Yeah. So. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, just chilling otherwise. Yeah.
1: Um, my daughter's gonna start online for school also. She's gonna be okay. doing online. Yeah. Which is good because I don't know how it's gonna be sending these kids back in the building like they're not. I mean, they're kids. They're not, they're, gonna, they're not gonna just be honoring the whole. Social so no, the They'll distancing. be wearing their
0: masks with the mask down underneath their nose instead of over their nose. And yeah.
1: Then the younger you get, they'll be having it on their head. and yep. you know.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> and then we'll be able to social distance because they're kids and they're used to being so sh- social. And right. It'll be hard to keep them apart, but I don't know. They'll figure out something, I'm sure. sure. But until then, we'll just make do with what we got, I guess. Fingers crossed. That's it um so i guess we can go ahead and get into it oh man um so i watched i kind of previewed it i guess i could say last week when i you know kind of showed my hand about um about what i wanted to talk about i would have talked about it last week but we had our awesome interview with um with director rod Lurie and which again i to me that was that was something special for me. So I hope everybody enjoyed the interview um, as much as I did trying to do my best to, uh, to ask, you know, good quality questions for the short amount of time we had to talk. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I hope everybody enjoyed it. If you did, please recommend it to somebody, not only the movie, but also recommend the episode to listen to. Uh, yeah. I think, I think other people would like it also. Um, it a pretty good
1: interview. I, I listened yeah. to it.
0: So, yeah, was good. Yeah, wish could have been there. Yeah, scheduling it was a pain in the ass, um, but you know, made it work nonetheless. Um, so, anyways, I'm still rambling. Uh, shocker. Uh, so, Palm Springs on Hulu, starring Andy Samberg and I'm going to and Kristen Milioti. No, my God, I got it right. J.K. Simmons, Peter Gallagher, and um, Camila Mendez, which some people remember from from Riverdale, and then the movie Dangerous Lies that I talked about. Right. <laughs> that was like the Lifetime movie for Netflix. Yeah. And then <laughs> Tower uh, Hoechlin, who, uh, if you watch Supergirl, he plays Superman, uh, so they're also in it. It was directed by Max... Max Barbaco, Barbarko, um, he's known for uh, not really much. I mean, he's basically done some independent stuff. Cuddle Buddy, The Duke, based on um, based on the memoir, on I'm the Duke by J.P. Duke. And then, um, yeah, Mommy, I'm a Bastard, you know, for 2013. So this, you know. And then it was written by Andy Ciara, who um, has done some other independent stuff that I've never heard of. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, this was good, man. I, I really dug it. If you yeah. like Groundhog, Groundhog Day, or if you're like me and are one of the few people that actually don't like Groundhog Day, I know, don't at me, but it's true. I, I It's just not for me. <laughs> I've seen a one, one way too many times. But I do love me a movie about time loops. Yeah. Getting stuck in time loops. I, I am a sucker for those kind of movies. Kind of so, like Edge of
1: Tomorrow with Tom Cruise.
0: Edge of Tomorrow, Vantage. Dude, we could almost do an entire episode just on time loop movies. Vantage Point, Time Code with uh, Jake Hall. Not mm. Time Code that it time something like that that sounds that sounds right um where he's on the train and he gets stuck um i'm almost sure that's the name of it i'm gonna now. i'm kind of wondering nope time code's a different one shit whichever and it's not time cop oh well i'll figure it out later i'll look it up later someone hopefully someone is yelling at the uh yelling at you know oh at their with this how is that, that movie? how can you not know jake Jenner Hall's entire filmography you're usually <laughs> so good you're screwing this up all um anyways uh i, I like a good time with movie, movie even looper I actually liked looper also um but yeah it was it was good this is and this isn't your typical um uh, this isn't your your uh, typical time movie either, because this one's kind of like a rom com, too. It's like a little bit of both, and it's a uh, it's really cute. It's really funny, and it's done really well. It's not kind of what's the word I'm looking for? I would say half-assed, but you know, could be. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's done really well. It's very thoughtful. It's very the way it was written was very, uh, was nuanced and new. It's not something we've, we're used to seeing. Um, right. but, uh, hold on. I got myself sidetracked as you pretty usual. So basically Palm Springs is about, um, Andy Sandberg who is, um, stuck in Palm Springs at a wedding and meets, uh, he plays Niles who, and he meets, uh, Kristen Milioti's character, Sarah, who's the maid of honor in uh, the family Black Sheep. Basically, after Niles rescues Sarah from a disastrous toast, Sarah then becomes drawn to Niles and his offbeat nihilism. Get it, Niles? Nihilism? There you go. Yeah. Um, but when their impromptu tryst is thwarted by a surreal interruption, Sarah must join Niles and embracing the idea that nothing really matters, and they begin uh, wreaking spirited havoc on a wedding celebration, because they don't know how to get out of the time loop, so they just kind of say to right. hell with it, and you know, nothing matters, because they're going to just repeat the day over and over again. Right. Until, but, you know, it's that, but it's, that, it's basically that summary, but it's also more than that, because it, because, and having to repeat the same day over and over again, trying different things, they form a bond, you know, and a connection. And then, you know, they start kind of falling for each other. And then um, Sarah wants to get out, you know, basically gets tired of the time loop and wants to get out. Right. And so she leaves, and Niles is like, I've tried every, you know, pretty much listen, I've tried everything. You know, I'm, he's just given up. So, yeah. But it's really well done. It's very well acted. Andy Samberg kind of plays Andy Samberg. But he's not as over the top. He's very charming, but he's not as over the top like in saying Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay. More over the top, but it's also a different style of comedy. Um, This is a little more... He's charming, but he's also... depressed at the same time because he can't get out of this loop and he can't make the changes he wants to make because he's stuck. Right. Because whatever he does, it just restarts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So I can't really, I want to talk more about the movie. The only problem is the more I talk about it, the more kind of get starts giving away different things. Right. Um, but you know, it's, it's really well acted. It's got a heart to it. It's just um it's it's definitely worth seeing. It's and it's done very well. Like it's like I would rewatch, it's very rewatchable. Okay. Almost I wouldn't say on a loop. <laughs> but I mean, maybe if you got nothing else better to do, I guess. Um you could if you really like it. Yeah. Um, my best friend Gary from college, freshman year. Said he was gonna. He loved Groundhog Day so much he was gonna try and set the Guinness Book record on the number of times um, on the number of times someone can watch Groundhog Day in a row. Right. I think he got up to nine. He got up to nine I need to go back and ask him.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, I think he got to like nine times. I was like, I love movies. I love rewatching movies. I don't think I want to rewatch a movie nine times in a row. I probably could with Clue, I guess. Yeah. I think I started to with Top Gun. He was gonna do Groundhog Day. I was gonna to do Top Gun. And I just, yeah, no. I needed something different after a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, at some point you gotta switch it up. But no, I would totally recommend this movie. Um, not for kids, even though it's on Hulu. It it's easily it's easily an R. Um, between language and then adult subject themes and stuff like that, um, which sucks, because if you take some of that out, I think the movie could be more accessible and be more popular, kind of like how Hell- Groundhog Day is. It's PG, PG-13, somewhere in there. Yeah. So it's a little more accessible when you make this one kind of an R, it kind of takes a chunk of an audience out, which be sure. unfortunate, but, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but definitely uh, recommend this movie. It's a uh, Hour and thirty minutes, so it's not even a long. I mean, it's right at that sweet spot. Sweet of yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I really even have that much um, trivia, but um, but yeah, it holds the record of the biggest sale of a film at Sundance Festival at seventeen point five million, beating uh, being the previous record by sixty nine cents. So $17.5 million and 69 cents. So they literally just added in. Well, you can see why they did yeah. 60 cents. Yeah. That's, just, yeah. that's just being immature. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh, what are you going to do? Um, it also broke the record for the most viewed Hulu release in its first weekend on the streaming service. Uh,. Let's see, Andy Sandberg did admit uh, multiple endings were written and even shot. They held private friends and family screenings of the different versions to get opinions on which ending worked. Sandberg jokes, all right, it might not be perfect, but everyone liked it. So, yeah, that's about it. I mean,. But that's uh, that's really about all the truth. There's not nothing really that exciting. That at least that doesn't get into spoiler territory. Right. But I would definitely recommend people watch this movie. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's uh, yeah, unless you just don't like Andy Samberg, which some people don't for whatever reason, and that's fine too. But I think you're missing out though because it's it's really well done. It's super cute. Be a good you know stay at home date movie I guess um but yeah so getting into my second film is the last movie star this star is burt reynolds as um as vic edwards it's uh this movie is actually from 2017 but i don't think it actually got released till last year okay um it's one of those you know that was made but never got like I guess Just didn't have distribution I guess right yeah more or less um, and the original title for the movie was called dog years um, it's rated R it's 134 minutes long it's about uh, Burt Reynolds plays Vic Edwards who's an aging aging former movie star that is forced to face the reality that his gory days are behind him uh, on its surface the film is a tale about faded fame. At its core, it's a universal story about growing old. Um, so, I'm not like a huge Burt Reynolds fan. I mean, I will watch him, but I'm not like huh, I gotta watch this. He's not yeah. like he's not like my Paul Newman. Like, if it's Paul okay. Newman, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. Yeah, because that's my guy, you know. But Burt Reynolds, I'm like, all right, sure, um, sure, why not? So the reason why I watched it is because this movie is filmed mostly in Nashville or which takes place. The setting takes place mostly in Nashville. Um, There is a road trip to Knoxville um, at some point. um, So basically, Brent Reynolds gets invited to come to the Nashville International Film Festival or the Nashville... Or the International National Film Festival, something like that. It's yeah. to, it's like a word salad twist of different title of a more famous festival, whereas this one is just put on by uh, by Clark Duke, who we know from the movie Arkansas, um, that I've talked about a couple weeks back, and uh, that he puts on with his buddies, and they just do every year. They just do a film festival of different you know actors mm-hmm. and this year they and they always invite the actor to come accept an, you know essentially like a lifetime achievement award right for the festival and so Burt Reynolds actually takes it so Vic shows up you know uh shows up you know decides to come out and do this kind of more or less begrudgingly um basically his friend played by Chevy Chase very small role um, encourages to go do it because he's like well what else do you have to do <laughs> you know right now so right. go out and have some fun go to Nashville you know maybe go meet somebody you know whatever so he uh, so he flies in uh, and then Clark Duke's sister is played by Ariel winter most people know her from modern family as the smart one and she uh, she definitely is not. She's dressed more rocker goth kind of look. I don't know, like short shorts, fishnet stockings, heavy on the mascara, and like nose ring stuff like that. Right. That kind of that kind of look. A very, you know, your typical nashville look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, not at all. Um, anyways, maybe East Nashville, I guess. I Hipsters, you never know. Sure. Um, so they show up, so she shows up late to pick him up at the airport. She's having an argument with her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend on the phone, whichever it is that day, to pick him up. And, you know, they she drives, you know, he's expecting, Vic's expecting a limo, and she's got like this old beat-up, you know, Oldsmobile Cutlass that makes a bunch of noise. Right. And uh, they go up to this motel. It's not like a four-star like he's, you know, used to. It's like a Motel Six or a Best Western, you know. So it's very small amenities. They yep. have taken them to the festival, it's not at like say Music City Center or or it's somewhere kind of, or even at Tom, you know, where we have where we actually have the Nashville Film Festival at at uh, the uh, Thompson Lane uh, Regal Theaters, where I've you know volunteered the past two years. Yeah. Uh, they have it at some like bar, more or less, the back room of a bar, where they set up a screen, and then they have like fifty people or so. Mm-hmm. And then he's basically just—he's like, Vic is just so disappointed in all of this and just kind of wants to leave. He ends up during the showing of one of the films. Uh, after the films over, they do a Q and A, and he's like hammered because he left the movie to go, to go to the bar, and he just drank and got hammered. And then when he comes back, he's like insulting everybody. <laughs> It's a, uh, yeah. And that's in the best example, and you know, all these guys are just all these people. They are just fans of his, right? You know, it's very. It's supposed to be a very, um. You know, kind of a a uh, boost to the ego because you're, you know, people actually want to talk to him, actually want to meet him, yeah, and aren't you know they're ironically or trying to make fun of him? They're actually trying to talk to him about it. his experiences and everything. So, he makes an ass of himself. The next day, his sister tries to pick him up to go take him back to the festival. Uh, He said he'd only go, but he has to make a side trip. And they end up going to Knoxville. Okay. And then, they kind of bond. You know, him and the sister kind of bond. And they kind of work out each other's issues type of thing. It's actually really well done. Um, The first half... If the movie is not like the second half, if that kind of makes sense, at least the, I don't want to say the tone, but the style, because they, what they do is they intercut different scenes from like um, Smoking the Bandit and Deliverance, where he's talking to the characters he actually played <laughs> on screen, but as but he's talking to them more or less like a hallucination or a dream right and he's talking to him like his younger self so it's actually pretty interesting how they decided to do that and i found it pretty uh pretty inventive and nuanced i actually really enjoyed it um the movie was actually pretty good i was yeah i was kind of surprised um but it's it is you know i don't want to say coming of age it's coming to terms with your age i guess is more like it right um but no it's good i really enjoyed it um I found it on iTunes because it was I love going to iTunes to look through the 99 cent movies Um, always 99 cent rental movies and I came across this one and remembers and remember wanting to watch it so I checked it out and actually really was actually pretty uh, actually enjoyed it quite a bit Um, Burt Reynolds was great um, playing an aging actor and it's a shame he had nothing to draw from experience (laughs) was poor thing Clark Duke was good for the few scenes he was in. Ariel Winter I really enjoyed in her role. Chevy Chase was in two scenes. so it. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. But not, man. Uh, if you can find it, yeah, definitely check it out. It's pretty good. I dig it. So, I guess that's a me. All righty. <clears throat> so, I'm going to talk about first...
1: Uh, movie I watched before we recorded last time, but I held it over for this week. Um, I actually wasn't going to talk about it at first, but <clears throat> I figured why not. So this movie is on uh, Netflix. It's uh, Fatal Affair. And uh, it was released July 16th. And it's just shy of an hour and 30 minutes at 89. 89 minutes long. So it's just short. So it's even more of a sweet spot. So kind of helps it out to not be that long. So the director is Peter Sullivan, who normally does lifetime-like movies, like Christmas okay. movies and thrillers. christmas I don't think he's ever done a Christmas thriller, but he mostly does Christmas theme and thrillers that are kind of life, lifetime movie style. Gotcha. So I didn't know that until after watching, but it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense now.
0: That will happen.
1: <clears throat> but um, movie stars Neil Long and Omar Epps. They play uh, Ellie and David. Then you have uh, Stephen Bishop, who plays Marcus, Ellie's husband. Then you have Aubrey Cleland, who plays Brittany, which is uh, Ellie and uh, Marcus's daughter. And then you have a friend to Ellie, Courtney, played by Maya Stojan. So as far as what the movie's about, um, I guess the IMDb definition is... Is Ellie tries to mend her marriage with her husband, Marcus, after a brief encounter with an old friend, David, only to find out that David is more dangerous and unstable than she'd realized.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: My interpretation was wife gets involved in an entanglement
0: that becomes ah, dangerous. <laughs> good there.
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> Ellie is, of course, as I said before, married to Marcus, and they both have a daughter who's off to college. Um, both Ellie and Marcus are attorneys. Marcus recently suffered an injury that he's recently recovering from. But they're they're kind of having, I guess, their marital problems. But on top of that, they recently moved out of the city and got themselves a beach house. Okay. So they just moved in. It kind of I was f- first when I was watching. I was like, man, is this gonna be like um, the movie with um, Michael Ealy and um, Megan Good, The Intruder. Oh yeah, but, yeah, 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 that's what I was thinking.
0: Because, yeah,
1: because um, some posts I saw on social media was like, this movie, we've gotten this movie like six or seven times before with other movies. I kind of agree with that yeah. to a degree. But um, so basically, Ellie goes to work and they have a meeting for a case that they're working on, and that's where she runs into David, who got brought on as a tech consultant because he's going to help out to get some information about. For their the, an information from, I guess another company to help them with their case, and I guess it's not. Of course, the way legal things work. If you don't get it legally, you can't even use it in court, supposedly, right?
0: Sure.
1: But um, whoever the lead lawyer is, like you know, you just get the information. I'll figure out how to work it in. Okay. But anyway, so they kind of banter after the meeting and. At no point does Ellie mention to David that she's married, but she gives him his card and says, Hey, you can call me anytime. And which is, you know, weird. Like, you know, you're married. This might be, won't be the first thing he's saying, but of course they're going through the thing. So she's supposed to be meeting her friend for drinks after work. And then she decides to invite David out. I guess she's thinking, Well, I got my friend there. And he comes out. Nothing can happen because, you know, we're all together. So Courtney gets held up at work. So it ends up being just, just being her and David. So they have drinks. They even dance. And things get a little little hot little hot and heavy on the dance floor. Okay. So they go and have a seat and they drink. And this one she mentions that she's married. Even shows pictures of her daughter. Uh, but still they're doing this little back and forth kind of flirting and whatnot. But he makes her a bit uncomfortable. So she excuses herself. She goes to the bathroom. And he basically kicks the door down, comes in, and they start making out. But okay. be- before things get too far, she stops and says she can't do it. She's married, you know. So when technically, there's not really an affair. I mean, they did dance on the floor. There was kissing. That that was far enough, but they didn't go all the way. Okay. So there wasn't actually an affair, so the title itself was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> misleading. Yes, yeah, misleading. But uh, from there, you know... David just presents himself as not being really coherent to what's going on. Like he starts texting her saying, Hey, I enjoyed myself last night. We should do it again, you know, and, but she goes on her normal life. This one incident kind of makes things better for a relationship. Her, her and her husband start having cooking together, start getting along, you know, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: improvements, but David decides he wants to really interject things. So he starts dating her friend who comes over for dinner with them And he just happens to show up. And it was weird how they showed it, because the friend knocked on the door. Husband goes and answers it. And you see her friend walking up. And then she kind of moves to the side. And all of a sudden, ooh, David's there right behind him. (laughs) Right behind her. And that's probably like the most awkward dinner scene that I've seen. So, (laughs) you know, the husband's unaware, laughing, talking with uh, David and her friend. And they're just, you know. So Ellie excuses herself to go get dessert. And instead of her friend going with her as what should happen, exactly, David says, oh, I'll, I'll go help her out. Now, at that point, if I'm the husband, I'm like, no, no, you stay here and chill. She got that. Yeah, man. Husband doesn't do that. Wow. <laughs> so, so they go to the kitchen. You know, Ellie calls him out like, what are you doing? Like, you're in my house. You shouldn't, shouldn't be here. So she basically tells him to make an excuse to where she has to leave, where he has to leave. And then, you know, he does. But it's just... It's kind of a mess of a movie. Like, it started off... You think? It's just a big <laughs> mess. Um, I'll say that the... this It's supposed to be a thriller. It lacks suspense. It's lackluster suspense, rather. Um, I didn't believe Omar Epps says this villain, this psycho. Crazy. Because there's no real build-up. It's just like, he meets yeah. Ellie. They go out to dinner. He almost gets her, but they don't. And then he just for lack of better words, I guess he just has blue balls for the rest of the movie. (laughs) Damn. Damn. (laughs) Um, And again, like I said, it wasn't really an affair, although they were dancing, drinking, and they were kissing. Um, And it just didn't seem like David had a plan to what he was trying to do, because there's a scene in the movie where I'm like, okay, he's trying to be with Ellie, but if he does this thing in this scene, it's going to kind of hurt him at making that happen. Um the villain was non threatening and has a weak backstory. So, <clears throat> you know, they went to college together and apparently he was like obsessed with her, but she was all into Marcus, who's currently her husband. Yeah. And there's a situation that happened with his wife, who's deceased. His wife. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's deceased. And you know, if you check the movie out, you figure out what happened there. But um Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know It's almost like with another movie That we'll probably talk about later Where if they had reversed the roles Where Neil Long was the married woman That was stalking him instead yeah. That might have been a little interesting twist You know, I don't know how they would have played it out But um, It just seemed like they were phoning it in Omar Epps You know, the last
0: like, I don't know. Like this is a paycheck, man <laughs> Yeah
1: like I don't even remember the last movie I saw him in, um, but the only thing that come to mind, I remember him on House. Yeah. He acted way better on that show <laughs> compared to now. Now Bro. it just seemed, <laughs> it just seemed like he wasn't interested. He was just digging yeah. the paycheck. And then Neil Long was actually one of the producers for the movie, and so I was like, you know, it, it seemed to me like it was just a name only because, right? I'm just you know the the dialogue, the acting. It, it it was shot pretty decently, you know. It looked good, yeah. <laughs> like some money went into it. But um, it was it was disappointing to a degree. It was almost it almost had a feeling like Tyler Perry directed it. <laughs> only <Ooh, laughs> not man. only only I feel if Tyler Perry had directed it, it probably would have been halfway decent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know you got uh, Peter Sullivan who normally does Christmas themed movies and thrillers. So Lifetime it should have been on Lifetime <laughs> in a way. Yeah, that's what it felt like, and um, well, that's that's fatal affair, <laughs> okay. Hey, <Nothing. laughs> uh, real quick, yeah.
0: yeah, real quick, source code, the Jake Gyllenhaal Hall movie, okay, okay, time loop movie. Sorry to get back to that, but um, that had to be figured out <laughs> for my sanity. So I was, I was, I was far you. off, it was a time loop, and there's code in the title, it was just source, code. wear it off, yeah, not a time code. Alright, anyways, back to our regular scheduled podcast.
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, if you just want a movie, like, that would be a good movie riff, honestly. Okay. That would be a good riff movie. Okay. But I don't know if I could recommend it. I would recommend I mean, it's on Netflix, so you uh, just have to be scrolling so through. There's
0: so other great titles <laughs> to watch. Yeah. yeah but, Go um, watch Extraction again.
1: Don't don't fall for it being uh, Neil Long and No More Abs, because... They kind of had a like lesser performance, and then the last the last movie that they were in together was Alfie in two thousand and four, I oh. believe. Yeah. And then and then before that it was um, Into Deep in nineteen ninety nine. So they've only been in two movies together. This is the third one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping <laughs> I was really hoping for more because I'm like you know last thing I saw Neil Long in was Bankers with Samuel Jackson and Anthony oh, Mackie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then before that it was Forty Seven Meters Down. Where well, she was just there to the begin and then afterwards forgotten about. So this one I was like, okay, cool, we get to see them. And like the first trailer I saw for this movie was misleading cuz I thought maybe they were a couple, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so that's that's that movie.
0: <laughs> um other, other than House, the last thing I remember seeing Omar Epps in Hold on, I'm getting in there. Stand by. <laughs> I don't even remember him being in Dracula 2000 i never saw Love in Basketball. I'm not sure if I even saw it in too deep. I may have seen the Wood, but not 100. Oh, the Mod Squad from 1999. So that's literally the last thing I remember seeing him in was something wow. from the from the last century. Wow. <laughs> yeah, those other ones I, I saw him Scream 2. I remember him Scream 2. Oh yeah, I remember I think that for him in ER. Um, higher learning. That's what I was thinking of. Um, that's a weird – that's – man, I don't know if they could make that movie now. Maybe they could. Maybe Not learning. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Major Week 2, William Bates Hayes. I remember that. Yep. The Program, that – I remember that one for sure because my brother and I watched that. My brother watched it more than I did. Juice, of course. Yeah. Everybody remembers it and Juice. You got the juice now.
1: <laughs> I will say there's a scene at the end that kind of – like a callback to that movie. Oh, I'll yeah. Just leave, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, one of the memes I saw, somebody wrote, said, if Neil Long and Omar Epps didn't want to do this movie, all they do was say so.
0: Yeah, all they had to do is be <laughs> like, nah, we <laughs> good.
1: Yeah, that's all they do, but it's done. It's out there.
0: I'm sure but they all kids. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it was number... Like, last time I checked Netflix, it was, like, number 10. It was in the top 10 for a while, but it's gone now.
0: Oh, okay. But um, I think
1: it was... I think it ranked pretty high for a while. Um... So the second, it's not a film. It's actually a show, also on Netflix, anime okay. called Cannon Busters. Uh, this is actually older. It was released last year, August 15th, 2019. Uh, the director is LaShawn Thomas, <clears throat> and he's the chief director. But then there's another director, uh, Takahiro Notori. Uh, it's 12-episode season. And each episode is about 25 minutes, so not long. You can watch it. It's like six hours total, two episodes a day, knock it out, or do four a day. However, um, so the three primary characters for this anime is uh, Philly the Kid, Sam, and Casey. Sam is a friend bot that gets separated from her owner-slash-friend Prince Kelby after the kingdom of Bodica gets destroyed by a mysterious force and while in, while in search of the prince she meets an abandoned tech bot named Casey and this tech bot she just like loves fixing things uh, has a, a fiction for flying vehicles like plane like she just has this weird obsession with flying um, <clears throat> but let's see and these two they head out to search for Philly the kid and the reason I searching for him is, they need him to escort them to Gara's Keep, which is where Prince Kelby should have been taken for safety after this happened. And then they find themselves in many challenging situations along the way and even make an ally or two in the process. So, Philly the Kid has an interesting thing about him. He, I guess you say, it's a gift or a curse. Uh, he can't die. Okay. But the interesting thing is, I mean, he does die, but he comes back. Which is kind of related to another movie we were maybe talking about later. But um, the interesting thing about him, when he dies and comes back, the number of times that he dies comes back on his skin in the form of a tattoo. Okay. So when we're introduced to him, he basically gets shotgun shot in the chest, kills, and you see like a big gaping hole in the middle of his body. But it heals, and after it heals... The number twenty-two is on his chest. It's to mark. This is the twenty-second time that he's come yeah. back or died, whichever. Okay. And he drives around in a, I would say, I guess a pink Cadillac, but it runs by coins, like quarters. So, mm-hmm. I mean, outside of any mm-hmm. other mechanical issues to drive, you have to put a coin into the coin slot and you drive. But if you put in four coins, it goes into this beast mode, like raging bull, where it turns into like a giant. Bull, Manador type.
0: Okay. Transformer, basically. So, like, so it's like Taxi Driver? <laughs> <laughs> Not the movie, the game.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm, something like that. Okay. Um, and then Sam, she pretty much is programmed to become friends with people. So everybody she meets, she wants them to be friends. And so she's befriended, of course, Philly the Kid and, crazy and Casey. Ta-
0: sorry, that's what I'm thinking. Crazy taxi Sorry, sorry taxi. go ahead. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. Um,
1: So the thing about Sam, she is a friend bot, but she has like this, um, I guess, special mode that she goes into if her friends are in danger. Mm -hmm. So I guess you, I guess cannon buster is basically what she is. She's a cannon buster to where she takes these different forms. There's like at least three or four different forms she takes at certain points of the series, but she sees someone that she's friends with in danger and she just goes into this God mode, it seems. <laughs> and um, it's I mean, it's a pretty good series. It, it's, it's a uh, quick, you know, it's 12 episodes, 24 minutes. So it's a quick run, run through it easily. I hope they come up with a second season. Because they did leave it off where they have things that they can do, like backstory on what she's about. What happened to Philly the Kid? How did he get this curse? Why is it when he dies he comes back and he gets tattoos for the number yeah. of times he dies? And then Casey, she's just basically I think she's there for more of like comic relief and to fix the yeah. fix the car whenever it damages when it breaks down. And um, there's Philly, Philly the Kid does have ulterior motivations for befriending them, but okay, you know I don't want to say too much about the, about that. I just think it was a pretty solid season, and Lashawn Thomas <clears throat> also did work with um, the Boondocks. Oh yeah, good show. I told myself I was gonna remember, but I forgot. Should have wrote that down. Yeah, but there's a couple other um, animated series that he's been involved in, so it's nice to see. Cause it's, this this actually started off as a comic. It was supposed to come out a while back, but um, kind of had to put it on hold for a little bit, and then um, went the route of animated series, and then Netflix picked it up. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Okay. I would, I, I do recommend the anime. I think, I mean, it is kind of a violent show, but it's kind of cartoony, and I don't think it's too graphic. So you know, if you decide to have uh, York check it out. I don't think he'd okay. be too I think that'd be a good one for him to check out.
0: Okay, we might watch it tomorrow then. Yeah, from the give a whirl, you know. Yeah. I think I was oh, I was gonna have him watch. There's, oh, what crap? I'll remember as soon as we get done. But um, that's yeah. a hey man. I think I got something for us to watch tomorrow. And now if I'll be doing. Oh, uh, fighting with my family. I think we're gonna watch that. It's on Hulu. That's uh, the one. The Rock with the wrestling, Nick Frost. Okay with the I girl think, professor? or yeah. remember that yeah. yeah yeah you i'd say you should you saw it not me <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> but i think we're gonna i think i'm gonna try and get him to watch that tomorrow with me because i saw that it was on there and i think he would enjoy it more than i don't think grayson would other than the rock is on there and all she sees is his smolder brave stone from jumanji so <laughs> right Daddy, it's folder. I'm like, well, or you can call him the Rock. Either way, no, yeah, it's Dr. Stone.
1: This is supposed to be like the story of the wrestler Paige, right? Sure. Like her coming up. I think that's what it. I think I think that's what it is,
0: bro. You know better. <laughs> I know better than me because I haven't yeah. watched wrestling since it was WWF and WCW. So I'm just so tell days. you how long it's been since I watched it. So yeah, yeah. I usually just catch
1: up on Cliff Notes on YouTube. And then right. the video, then the video games, but then the video games starting to suck now too. So it's like I don't okay. know now. <laughs> I don't know now. They need to get another company to publish and develop it because yeah. the last one they came out with, although they got an arcader coming out in September, I don't know if that's going to redeem anything. But gotcha. we'll see. I did have some notes, some other notes. Okay. So I was on Regal, Regal's website, and I saw that they're going to have a new reopening date for their theaters that's forthcoming. So. Instead of July thirty first, <laughs> I'm thinking it's going to be sometime in August. So I was looking at some of the movies that they have coming out. Um, Greenland, which is yeah, yes, that's,
0: post- that's been postponed.
1: It has. So okay, because I was looking at the the release dates they had currently. So it was slated to release the fourteenth of August, but I'm pretty sure that's changed. That's oh, Friday. I know what
0: it was. They're gonna they're releasing it, but they're not going to release it in the states. They're going to release it in Europe. Uh, uh, first because you know unlike the unlike us europe's got their shit together and you true. know their cases are going down so yeah um so therefore it's safer to open it up in europe than it is to open it up in the states right now so
1: crazy. Uh, don't usually open up there after
0: <laughs> sometimes um i know they've opened like some avengers or marvel's opened some movies across across seas first and then opened it up here so yeah. Um, that's how but, we get but, those but normally, um, normally they open up here and then they open up uh, UK like a week or two, yeah. or something weird like that. I don't even know why, but yeah, but yeah. There's some sort of rhyme or reason to it.
1: And it's weird. They still have uh, the New Mutants listed on their website with that uh, August 28th. I'm like,
0: bro, just give it up.
1: Just put it on Disney Plus yep. or Hulu. with yep. all <laughs> it's all Disney. <laughs>
0: Yeah just, yeah, just 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 drop man. it. Like I was
1: saying, just do a shadow drop. It's like, oh, you go, you log in one day, like, oh, look, it's there. Yeah, Just drop it. Just do that. Because I mean, they can't show any more trailers. They pretty much. Dude. They can There's nothing else they Dude, can they show. They've released
0: the first four minutes of the movie. Right. That I means there's w- like that means there's like eighty minutes left. That's <laughs> crazy.
1: Just just <laughs> drop it. I know they had the, what was it, the Comic-Con this weekend. I'm surprised they just, just drop it then. Like, hey, just, Comic-Con had on. We're just going to show you the movie now. Boom,
0: look at that. Oh.
1: And at the end of the movie, it's on Disney Plus now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just do that. Because, I mean, I did want to see it in the theaters, but, I mean, it's just.
0: No, it's like, I don't. No. I barely like, even want to see it. The yeah. only reason I want to watch it now is to see how god-awful of a train wreck it is.
1: I, I just, I mean, it would be nice if it was better than Dark Phoenix. If it comes out to at least being better than that, cool. Oh, my God. Then I'll be like, <laughs> why were you guys waiting? Right. Right. It's like, come on. I mean, like, yeah, the tra- be,
0: if, if it turns out to be better than Dark Phoenix, I promise, I would actually watch the the, the uh, commentary. Yeah. So I'd probably even buy about it. I'd <laughs> probably want, even buy it. Yeah. Just so I can hear the commentary. No yeah. joke. Yeah. No joke. I mean, joke. It's, all,
1: it's, I mean it's, not, it's not a tall order, but just be better than Dark Phoenix. And I'm, uh, we can bar, use that as... That'll be so, the last uh, Fox
0: release. The bar is said so well.
1: Just, yeah. I mean, there's some characters they named in the trailer that I recognize. You know, they, they were showing their real names, but yeah, I recognize them as their comic book names. Um, Magic, Sam, which is, um, I think, Cannonball. Um, I mean, I recognize some. Like, I'm not big... Guru on Marvel Comics, but I recognize who they're who, who those characters this, become.
0: This will be a great sort of topic to discuss with our guest, soon to be guest. Yeah. <clears throat> Once it gets scheduled, because I guarantee she will know more about that oh, yeah. than I will ever, ever will. Yeah. I will need to make notes. Remind me to make notes. <laughs> okay. Like write this down. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh my god. Um, but yes, I did read an article where. Uh, and then, of course, tenant again, not, they're just, like, holding off on that. But now they're also talking about possibly releasing it in Europe first, just so they can get it out in theaters. Yeah. But the thing they're worried about is people bootlegging it. I mean, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen either way. Whether they release it here or release it there, it's going to get bootlegged. Anyways. Um, yeah. So I've read that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so as far as trailers, we've got a new, I guess, official trailer for Bill and Ted save them or face the music. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a Comic Con release trailer, but um, it was good. Um, basically, once they uh, <laughs> once told they'd save the universe uh, during a time traveling adventure, two would be rockers from San Dimas, California, find themselves as middle aged dads still trying to crank out a hit song and fulfill their destiny. So yeah, it looks, it looks like it'll be fine.
1: Yeah. It looks like a fun movie.
0: It looks like it'll be fine. Yeah. It, it looks like it's just, just straight up fan service and nothing more than that. And nothing less than that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they, uh, how they pull it off. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, curious. And then, let's see, uh, next we have Rogue. What is Rogue? Rogue is Megan Fox's new movie, because everybody's been wondering where Megan Fox is.
1: Oh, you be.
0: Okay, or nobody's (laughs) been wondering where Megan Fox is. Um, (laughs) She's not in the Transformers movie, so therefore she's in this one, um, where she tackles a thrilling new role as a battle-hardened mercenary. I can't even say that with straight face. (laughs) In this explosive action saga. As team leader O'Hara, she leads a lively squad of soldiers on a daring mission. Rescue hostages from their captors in remote Africa. But as the mission goes awry, as it often does, um, and the team is stranded, O'Hara's squad must face a bloody, brutal encounter with a gang of rebels. And the horde of ravenous, enraged lions they encounter.
1: Sounds interesting.
0: <laughs> sure it does. Um, this is a uh, this is one for theaters. And it's called. Yeah. Rogue. and, and oddly <laughs> enough, Lionsgate is putting it out. <laughs> and it's called Rogue. Rogue. See when, when I the hunt- when the hunter becomes the prey. That's the tagline.
1: See, when I heard Rogue, I was thinking, oh, is she going to be the, the X-Men character? Oh,
0: yeah, of course not. <laughs> of course but the not. Thing, the, so, I'm not laughing because she's playing a, a strong female lead. It has nothing to do with it. Yeah. If you look at the movie poster and she's in full makeup. I see. Like, full, like, she looks like a model cosplaying as a soldier. I
1: saw the thumbnail with her holding a holding a weapon. I'm like,
0: yeah. I'm and not then buying it. down the corner. I'm not buying it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh,
0: okay yeah I guess ScarJo was busy making ScarJo was busy making uh, Black Widow and and uh, you know Choey's theorem was too busy making Old Guard Yeah. and um, let's see who else Mackenzie Davis I don't know what she's doing well she's making another Terminator um, but she may actually be making a drama. I think I saw her making some other movie. Anyways, Megan Fox. All right. Yeah, oh, I'm going to watch the trailer when we're done and check it out. Yep. <laughs> yep. You should do that. Oh, uh, um, not,
1: maybe not some movie news, but Walking Dead.
0: Yes, yeah, finally going to have. And they, some other spinoff.
1: So they're going to finally show episode 16 of season 10. October 4th but then they also said season 10 is gonna get six more episodes shot so I'm like this is supposed to be the finale so if you are gonna so season
0: 11
1: ad- so if you have six additional episodes episode 16 can not be the finale <laughs>
0: yeah yeah that's <laughs> not sure how that said. works
1: because I think season 11 won't be out till next fall and then they'll have um, what is it world beyond? Walking yeah. Dead, that New Beyond show. Right, right,
0: right.
1: Where when this finale shows, it's going to go right into that show. It's,
0: the, it, new <laughs> of, it's the new means of, <laughs> of Walking Dead. I guess so.
1: And then Andrew Lincoln, who plays mm-hmm. Rick Grimes, is supposedly ready to get the movies out. Because they're supposed to be having three movies based on Rick Grimes' character from what happened to him from season nine. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. we'll
0: see. All right. Uh One last trailer. Uh, Black is King. It's oh yeah, visual album from Beyonce is inspired by The Lion King. Did you watch
1: the trailer? You watch it? Not,
0: not yet. <sighs> I don't know. That's, I don't know. Wasn't good. That I mean, song wasn't good. Why would you try and make? I mean, I know you got the money, but man, I I'll watch the trailer. I'll watch the trailer. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to prejudge, but still, the song wasn't good.
1: I mean, if I was watching. I mean, I see what she's doing. It's just I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like when she started talking, I, I turned the trailer. Oh, it's off.
0: coming to Disney Plus on yes. Friday. Yeah, it's gonna be Disney Plus, July thirty first.
1: <clears throat> but I was watching it, and as soon as she started talking, I just I wasn't interested.
0: <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm good. But well, I'm, that's the only, literally the only three trailers I could find for the week. So yeah, I'll probably check you know, it out. You know, it's hard though. to it's hard to have trailers for you know. We don't have a whole lot coming out.
1: True. I will
0: tell you. Um, I already know. Shit, I already know all my movies for next week that I'm planning on talking about. So uh, I don't mind showing my hand. Um, I did watch The King of Staten Island. I'll talk about that. Talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I downloaded uh, the Rental, which is Dave Franco's new movie that he directed about. Basically, it's a People run out an Airbnb and shit happens. And I was gonna watch that. Yeah. So uh, you should. We could both have they it. That might
1: be on mine because I was watching the trailer. And I was like, yeah, but I didn't get a chance to watch it this weekend. So me either. Yeah, so
0: maybe. I, I, and I won't watch. I'll probably. I may watch it tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And then um, one I know my wife would want to watch, Inmate Number One, the Rise of Danny Trejo. It's a documentary about Danny Trejo and basically his very very, very interesting in uh life as someone that was uh and you know, he's a felon. I mean it's the best way to put it. He was a felon that once he got out of prison um once he got out of prison he decided to do something positive with his life and he became a role model to people and then, you know, trying to keep people out of out of uh fall into the cycle he fell into and then, also, you know, talk about acting, he he said he once started because I listened to an interview one time when I, when I was driving back from Missouri. Uh, listened to an amazing interview with him, where he said that he uh, he had someone ask him if he could be in their in their student film, mm-hmm. and he said yes. He's like, he's like, uh, is there gonna are you guys gonna have lunch? You know, are you guys gonna? He's like, I, I wouldn't expect you to have craft services, but you guys have to at least buy me lunch. Right. So they bought him lunch and he basically did it for that. Like he he didn't expect him to pay him. He said you just have to buy me lunch. And yes. so that's so he did a student film for the price of a lunch. That's cool. And he he's like, I've never said no. <laughs> he because like, you never know when it might be your last. So I always say yes. That's true. I'm like, okay. Well if he always says yes, I bet's like I'm gonna try and I mean what the hell i Watch the, I'll watch See the documentary know. and try and get them on. Like you said, hey, for what I understand, you don't ever say no. Right. <laughs> You'll probably... Maybe the last day. You try it That's true. <laughs> Besides, my wife bought one of your Trejo's Tacos um, masks. So she actually ordered one. Really? She it's on I, yeah. She hasn't worn it yet, but she has it. She's very excited about it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyways. So those, those are... Well, two, if not three movies I'll probably talk about next week, Our okay. uh, next episode, kind of showing my hand a little bit, but uh, those are one I've watched and then the other two I'm excited to watch. So, um, and then we'll also have, um, whenever I get our guest schedule, we'll have them join us and I'm trying to get another guest, um, that I had on my other podcast <clears throat> to come on. And, uh, we're trying to work out scheduling on that one also. So yeah, man. Things in the fire, so to speak. Cool. Yeah. Things are cooking. Things are cooking. Irons are in the fire. <clears throat> but, you know, everybody's staying six feet apart. So, <laughs> right, 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 right. So,
1: I'm probably definitely going to watch The Rental. I'm not sure what else I'm going to watch. I haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. But the other two movies that I was telling you about before. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to talk about those. No, man. <laughs> don't bother.
0: Yeah. yeah. I watched The Varium. I don't feel like it's worth <laughs> talking about. Mm-hmm. It's other than it's a very long Twilight story, or yeah, Twilight Zone story. There we go. Okay, it's just a longer version of that. It could have just been done as another episode of Twilight Zone, and then it would have been fine. It was weird. It didn't really, it didn't make a lot of sense until the very end, and then it was just, you're like, oh, okay. could you were like, you weren't like, oh, okay. So yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah there you go that's as much as i'm going to talk about that film all right um i'll post a trailer if you want yeah. it's on prime but it may not be worth your time there you go yeah.
1: yeah. there's not much i can say about what i watched yep
0: there you go i
1: mean i, I liked it for other reasons because this is yeah but yeah nah <laughs> I just leave it at that. There you go. That's all you got yeah, to. Yeah, that's all I got. Just leaving it at
0: that. <laughs> oh man. All right, man. I guess we're done. All right. All right. Well, on that note, I'll uh, I'll say for myself and my amazing co-host, that's you, by the way, Patrick.
1: <laughs> Patrick Terry, me.
0: <laughs> uh, we'll check y'all next week. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank you.